0: Hello my beautiful people, welcome to our power is within a weekly podcast where you will hear inspiring testimonials by everyday people who have healed their bodies and minds of chronic pain, illness and dis ease. Learn about different modalities for neurohacking, rewiring your brain, upgrading your mind and healing your body so that you can take your power back. I'm your host Chasmith. Let me start today by asking, what is good? What is good in your world today, in this moment, in this week, in this month, and in this crazy year? Because where our attention flows, energy goes. So, when we can shift our focus to what is good, we tend to create more of the good stuff. So think of something today that you are absolutely grateful for, that you can feel in your heart. Mm. Speaking of hearts, I read a powerful quote the other day in a book by a neuroscientist, Dr. Amen. It says, whatever is good for your heart is good for your brain. And whatever is bad for your heart is bad for your brain. It's crazy how the more we learn about the brain, the more we realize that it is an absolute power center for every system in our body. And with that said, we must also never underestimate the power of our heart because our heart is always sending messages into our brain, which then impacts the brain and the messages sent to the body. A beautiful, easy tool to help rewire our brain and restore well-being is a tool called Heart Coherence. There are so many ways to implement this tool and get into Heart Coherence and find this rhythm, but a really simple way to start is just spending five minutes where you breathe rhythmically in and rhythmically out, imagining that you're pulling your breath through your heart center and that as you're inhaling, you're breathing in compassion or appreciation or care for yourself. So maybe you inhale for three, four, or five seconds and exhale three, four, or five seconds. Slow, calm breaths through the heart center. I breathe in compassion. I breathe out compassion. (laughs) You know, I know there's so many people that say they can't meditate. And you know what often comes with that is a preconceived false idea of what meditation should be. And there's that tricky S word should. Meditation can be experienced in so many different ways and there's no amount of time that it has to be. So My challenge for you this week, especially if you're one of those people that say they can't meditate, just try it on. Five minutes a day. That's it. Five minutes a day. Sitting, lying down, doesn't matter. Whatever makes you comfortable. But do mindful, heart-centered breathing, focusing on inhaling compassion into yourself through your heart and exhaling compassion to all others. Try it out. Five minutes a day for one week and then let me know how it goes. Once again, I am blown away. <laughs> I absolutely adore our guest today, Danny Fagan from England, and I believe you will adore her too. She is fun, funny, real, and wise. She has a heart of gold and so much compassion. Her generosity to create a beautiful website that is so incredibly thorough and well organized to help people on their healing journey is amazing. It's a beautiful, generous gift that she has given this whole community that so many of us only wish we had years ago when we began our journey. Danny has also recently started a virtual reset and restore yoga class that is tailored specifically to the TMS community. And anyone who could benefit from calming down their limbic system. I hope you will love our conversation as much as I enjoyed it. For my f- new listeners, we will talk today a lot about TMS, which does stand for tension myoneural syndrome. This is a term coined by Dr. Sarno, Dr. John Sarno. It's basically representative of a mind body syndrome when. We experience dis-ease in our bodies as a result of a mind-body-soul connection rather than purely physiological. You will find links in my show notes as a reference if you would like to learn more if it feels like something that you can relate to. All right. Before we do get into the chat today, I did want to say that if you have found value in any episode, I do ask that you please hit subscribe, rate and review, and help me spread the message. It takes only a few seconds on your end, and it means the world to me. With that said, let's get to it. All right. Welcome, Danny. Thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: It's a total pleasure. It's a really, really fun uh, day to talk to you. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Awesome, me too. I'm really excited to chat with you and have you share your story with the listeners. And I'm really excited to get to talk to them and share with them about your amazing website that I have completely geeked out on from you know, one <laughs> side to the other. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I actually think it might be the most uh, informative, packed, beautiful Website that I have ever seen on self healing and TMS specifically.
1: Oh, that's very sweet of you to say. Thank you.
0: You are welcome. <laughs> so, I think what we'll do is just get started by having you give a little chat about your story, the background, where you, um, you know, kind of when and where you started feeling the pain, your associations, mm-hmm. and the, you know the route you took that led you sure. to healing.
1: So um, this is about five years ago now, I in about 2015, I um, I started to get back pain and it was kind of gradual. It came on slowly. Um, I don't really remember, you know, something happening kind of overnight or pulling something or anything like that, that you hear some stories of people just having this great big like acute onset. I just had this niggling back pain that, you know, I thought was something you know, disc-related or whatever, and it just never got better. So I started seeing doctors and traumatologists and that kind of thing, spine specialists, and, you know, I've got the usual runaround of, you know, you're just going to have to do these specific exercises or you're going to have to do um, physical therapy and stuff like that, chiropractic care. So, I mean, I was given some painkillers and just the basic stuff. Like, you know, nobody really had any sort of solution for me, and and that kind of went on for probably, I'd say, six months or so, maybe six, seven, eight months of just to-ing and to and fro into doctors and taking tablets and stuff. And then um, one night in December of that same year, I remember I woke up in the morning and. This was literally just from lying in bed, like nothing happened. Um, I woke up and I literally couldn't really move. I couldn't sit up. I couldn't stand. I couldn't. It was just like I had this hot machete in my back. It was the most excruciating pain I've ever experienced. Um, and you know, you wake up first thing in the morning, you need to go to the toilet. And I was like, okay, I need to go do a pee and I can't. S- stand up can't walk like Mm. so i had to crawl along the floor and i was screaming in agony and my boyfriend was just like shit we're gonna have to call an ambulance and what on earth's happened like you must have had a a slipped disc or who know what i don't know what we thought like it's just gone completely out of control something's something split something's broken whatever um so that was like the worst the worst of the worst how it got I didn't end up getting the ambulance. I just kind of, well, first of all, peed on myself. <laughs> just it's like, it, it kind of subsided a little bit enough for me to crawl onto the sofa and just kind of lie there for the rest of the day. Um, and that was, I guess that lasted maybe about two, three weeks or so because I guess at the time, it's kind of hard to remember the details now, but I guess at the time it was like, um, you know, I was I was afraid of what was happening so the fear of something being broken or being you know disabled forever or there's all these fears that run around in your head when something like this happens to you you'll know this well yourself that you you kind of imagine the worst and I'd been given so much of a run around by doctors that I was kind of like you know this is it for me like no one's going to fix me blah 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 anyway a little bit after that I went to see some like proper surgeons and and really try and push this because i was getting nowhere with the doctors i was seeing even though i had had like two or three different opinions from different doctors and stuff i thought i'm just going to take this to a surgeon and like just get a, a really serious opinion because i'm just sick of this like something must be able to be done they must be able to do something about what's going on i had mris and stuff and they found her needed disc and um disc degeneration on the same disc and slight scoliosis in my spine um and then obviously at that point as soon as you have that diagnosis like the you know your whole scenario is centered around that particular issue Mm -hmm. so even though I could feel in my back like the muscles were completely spasming and like clenching and just like it, it it didn't I'd have no idea what a spine like issue would feel like but I could feel my back I couldn't stand up right I could feel it clenching I could feel it throbbing It was burning like it felt muscular but then what am I to say I'm not a doctor so the surgeons thankfully said you know you're not there's no point operating on you because you know you're not bad enough basically so I just got really pissed off at that point I was like well how bad do I need to get I can't sit up at a desk I can't go to work I can't drive I can't sit anywhere you know so I got the run around a little bit at that point with with the surgeons and the doctors and it was just kind of it was a bit of a dead end to be honest it felt like you know I'm just gonna have to live with this forever and just not be able to walk and I guess that that fear factor definitely um Kept me stuck in that situation. Now that I know what I know, mm-hmm. that now is quite obvious that that was uh, exacerbating the problems for me for sure. Um, so in and around that time, maybe a little bit after that, I think it was probably three or four months after that that started to happen with the MRIs and the surgeons and all that. I um, I saw someone, a friend of mine, post on Facebook about having a bad back, and one of her friends had. Um, I had recommended this book, Healing Back Pain by John Sarno. And I was like, I was so desperate at this point. I would just kind of giving in really on, not giving up on life, but just like, you know, there's nothing that can be done for me. I'm just going to be having taken painkillers and lying down my whole life. Like this is it. I might have to go into a wheelchair and all that. Um, and I thought, you know what? This has come recommended by this person. A couple of other people commented on that post as well, saying, yeah, the book's amazing. It'll change your life. I thought, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I'm desperate. Like, I'll just, I'll try anything. Um, And they do say, a lot of people say this that are into MS recovery, like, um, or any sort of stress on this recovery, that um, when you're at your most desperate is when you actually have open heart, open mind to different things, right? Like, if someone would have given me you know the instruction of reading a book right when that massive acute attack happened. I'd have been like fucking crazy. I'm not reading a book. What are you talking about? I need surgery or whatever. You know, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs>
0: give me an injection. Give
1: me yeah, remove my spine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but then in
0: hindsight, after you read it, you're like, damn it! Why didn't I learn about this? Y- six y- yeah, ago? for sure.
1: <laughs> but I, I definitely, I definitely wouldn't have believed it. I don't Mm-mm. think I would have thought. Well, do you know what? Actually, that's probably saying that that's yes, that's probably not true. Because when I read that book, it was literally like reading an autobiography. There was so much of me in that book; it was ridiculous. I was like, does this guy know who I am? How is this crazy? He wrote this years ago. How is this me? How how the fuck is my excuse me? Don't know if I'm allowed to <laughs> away. Here. How Express the fuck?
0: It. How the fuck?
1: Yeah, look at that. How the fuck am I? How the fuck is this? How does he know? How am I in this book? How is this possible? How how is my brain and my personality and my experience making my body feel like it's busting too. I just couldn't, couldn't wrap my head around it, but it made it also in the same breath it made complete sense because that was me. And I knew that this was what was going on. I was like the Holy grail.
0: Absolutely. You know, what's funny. It's three things you said that every single person I've ever talked to that discovers yeah. the work of Dr. Sarno mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. Um, is when they first discover the book, they're like, all right, I have nothing to lose. You said that. I have yeah. nothing to lose. I'm desperate. Yeah. And what what you just said, oh, it is literally, like, how could he have written this book about me? It's <laughs> and, nuts. You know, that's how I felt when I read it seven years ago. It was like, oh my gosh. It's amazing. This is me. This is me To Like, it's like a slam the book down. This is me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I did that with every turn of the page, actually. like oh, And I remember reading it and turning to my partner and reading out sentences from it, like, babe, look at this. Right. It says this, 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 and this. And he was like, you're fucking joking. No, no. And this. And, you know, that weird thing, that other weird thing I've got, it says that as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. So,
1: yeah, that was like, oh, my God, the revelation of the century. I thought, this guy is a genius. And he is a genius. Like, I still say it to this day. We, we, Sano is like my saint and savior um so yeah so i I read the book and then i was kind of like i was yeah i was convinced that that was what was going on it made perfect sense but then i was like well what now you know, mm-hmm. I, I went online and I did a load more searching on on him and, you know, yeah, he's got other books and then the other reviews of the books were like kind of same as that book and I thought, you know what, I don't need to read probably loads more books about this. I know this is me, but I just need to know what I need to do next. Um, so it it was kind of tricky to find those answers at that point. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I did find some stuff online, but it was kind of... A little bit disjointed a little bit here and there and I was just so desperately scrambling for information I wanted someone to just go do this this is the guidebook of how to how you need to you know these are the techniques you can try these are the, the steps you need to take and eventually I did find that after kind of digging again um Basically, what happened was I read that book and my symptoms subsided a little bit, and I started, you know, taking his direction of going back to physical activity, and um, you know, getting a bit of the joy back in your life and not feeling like you're dying and all that kind of thing. So it did give me partially part of my life back. So I didn't, I didn't feel as desperate. I didn't feel as you know busted up forever. I started to see my friends again and bits, bits and bobs like that. So it did sort of give me. You know, a certain amount of my life back, so I didn't feel limited so much anymore. So it wasn't like um, I was desperately searching for the next step at that point. It was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll figure this out, and let's see how this goes. I'll get back to physical activity and stuff in the meantime. And then um, we we lived in Spain at the time, and we um, were planning our move to England, and. Um, that all got in the way and we were selling our house and all that sort of stuff so my focus was elsewhere and um then yeah long story short it it kind of came back it came back in bouts you know the the flare-ups and the spikes came and went and it was it was never resolved but it did get a bit better after you know reading the reading the book and getting back to activity but it was still really shit anyway so we moved to england and I thought when we're in England, I'll probably be able to find a mind body practitioner or, a, a, you know, a, some sort of combination of physical therapist slash TMS person. Or, you know, in Spain, it's really kind of backward in a way um, with these sort of things. There was nothing like that in Spain at all. And I thought if we're going get, to get anywhere with this, it'll be best to do that when I'm in England. So I started to do that, looked around here and I found a physio. Close by to my house, actually, that said that they, they dealt with like mind body issues, which was utter bullshit. Um, they said they did like <laughs> hypnotherapy and they, they got to the root cause of your issues and all this kind of thing. I thought, oh, that sounds quite good. Um, went to them and they just gave me a load of fucking exercises and different muscle groups to work and cricked my back and all the rest of it, which, as you know, kind of gives you temporary relief, but then doesn't fix anything. So. Mm-hmm. I then threw in the towel with that because I, I'd spent like, it was about 40 pounds a session and I'd been there for about six weeks. And I thought, you know what, this is just money down the drain. It's not making me any better. I'm getting all these exercises to do at home and it's just frustrating me and it's not getting any better. So I said, right, I read the book again. And I said, this is it I'm committing now. And I went down the rabbit hole online, um, to cut a relatively you know, long story short. I found, um, Nicole Sachs YouTube channel so Nicole Sachs is a, a psychotherapist and author and teacher and talker and all that and she um she promotes this program called journal speak and basically it is an emotional discovery writing practice that you do once a day and you basically offload all of your past experiences your negative emotions your raw unfiltered uncensored the shit that you hold within that you buried your whole life basically um so i found her work and i started doing that relatively quickly from finding that work and um since finding her work and her podcasts and stuff um i was you know joining her facebook group which is brilliant like like thousands of people just helping each other it's the most amazing community um they recommended other tools so i was like you know following dan booglia on youtube and started following different people reading different books and all that and then got you know massively obsessed with the whole thing in healing and as you do you can get you know you can become a student of your pain quite easily oh, absolutely. Um, but then that turned into being a student of my healing so that that's good i think you just have to go through the the motions of this process don't you it's, it's like you can't really hack it you can't really fast track your way to the end you just have to walk the path and, and do all these steps to get where you need to be in your own journey um so yeah it was about i say it was probably about two months into journal speaking every day doing her practice and her sort of format that she teaches um that I had pain-free days and days on end it was like I think 10 days the first spout of full on days without pain, it was about 10 days in a row and I was just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is just magic. Oh my God, this woman saved my life. Like I reached out to her and told her and and then I had spikes and relapses and stuff like that as you do but since then since continuing to do that practice and continuing to learn and understand myself and know where my triggers are and really work through those things emotionally and, and just you know know myself more and be more aware of myself and stuff it's just stayed gone um, so yeah it's been it's been a mad ride but since finding all of those tools and since my own struggle of finding the right tools and and stuff online and just finding easy to use websites and you know easy to understand resources and stuff i just figured um i need to put this stuff together in a really easy to understand format for people to just find use save share you know interact with build a little community of my own as well maybe god knows where it will go but you know i just wanted to do all this stuff for free and put it all together for people to just easily find this stuff and easily see how it works in a credible, believable, no BS way, you know, and it's all there for people to find. And I think that, you know, if I'd have had that when I was in that situation struggling, I think I would have really appreciated that. So that was the idea behind that. And also as a thank you to the people that helped me like, you know, like, uh, sarno and dan and and nicole and and all those guys um that i followed and listened to and you know eddie lindenstein from the minor fitness podcast and there's loads of other people that i followed and, and learned from during my journey i wanted them all to have a little space together in one place that you know they could all live and share their shit on on my website so that was where that came from
0: And it's thorough and you do that you have everybody on there in one
1: place yeah i'm still adding people because obviously the the net is quite wide with this work but i i started off with just what i used and then now every week i'm kind of adding more stuff that i'm discovering Uh, obviously other experts that exist that i didn't necessarily have contact with or or use any of their work um in my own journey but i know that they're experts in their field and and they've been you know promoting their own work and stuff through this community so um i'm adding as much and as many as i can without it becoming really overwhelming i don't want it to be a space where you go to the website and it's like what where do i start what do i do there's too much stuff here but also you know so i want it to be like a bit of a happy medium where there's there's lots of stuff for you to look at there's plenty for you to you know keep referring back to in your own journey and stuff like that but just dropping my own sort of hints and tips that help me and and bits and bobs like that and you know i'm still learning now i'm still fascinated by the subject so whatever i'm learning and whatever i find really useful really um you know resource heavy or really juicy stuff then i'll i'll make a post about them and, and have have them as a resource or an expert or whatever on there
0: I love it. I love it so much. I mean, for those listening, I I honestly feel your website, like I said at the beginning, it's, it's not only extremely thorough, it's extremely organized and so easy to follow. And I I just think there's a wealth of information to support people's journey. I would, it'd be the first place I'd recommend anyone who asked for
1: a a recommendation of where to go. That's very sweet. Thank you. I mean, the strength of it, I guess, is like the, you know, the 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 wealth of information that, that the experts are sharing in there. You know, I've mm-hmm. thrown in some of my own stuff in there from my own experiences, but you know, that the people that are really preaching and teaching the stuff that works have their own little space there. So that's that's the most important part. I think that, you know, those people that really know what they're talking about and they've been doing this for years and years and years and have thousands of people that they've treated or or helped, you know, that they they have a, a another platform than just their own platforms to to share their their voice, you know.
0: Absolutely, and that's true community, and I think that's what this is about in in general in life. And mm. I, I particularly love the healing community because it is so supportive and diversified, yeah. and you know, it's we amazing. hold space. So, and it, for me, it's it especially rings true because it's something that I've always been passionate about. It's it's not existent now, but back when I was a fitness coach and nutrition coach. I mean, I had a whole website that was literally designed to, um, to the same thing, all the other experts, the things that really resonated and worked mm-hmm. for me and giving them this extra platform and, you know, supporting them and saying, Hey, this person taught me this, or this is a really cool concept or, yeah. you know, check this out. And, um but yeah I mean you're exactly. just, did, did you have a background in gr- like any kind of graphic design or computer stuff? Yeah that's, that so that, that's
1: my that's my sort of day job yeah until covid 19 came and just burnt the house down yeah um, that's mm. my that's my background so I, I'm a graphic designer web developer digital okay, that makes so much sense yes <laughs> that <laughs> and all I can comes together like, having to having to pay and, and employ someone to do all of that work for me as well yeah that would have been impossible and my partner yeah. is um he's a software engineer as well so he built like the the back end and the functionality yeah. and the rest of it um and he did the brains and i did the face and the content yeah
0: because the graphics is um the graphics are amazing, so thank that you. makes sense. Yeah,
1: that. I think it helps as well when you're navigating something if it looks nice on the eye, easy on the eye. It's it helps, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does yeah. for me
1: anyway. I'm a bit of a visual junkie, so I think if you find something that's easy to navigate, it gives you the info you need, and it, it looks nice, then yeah, you're winning. So thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I and listeners out there, I honestly I encourage you to check out her website. It's my it's my TMS journey, right? Is it mm-hmm. is that correct? Yes, it's beautiful yeah. and and you can look at it on your mobile device but i personally found it was so it felt even more abundantly rich in information and um navigation ability uh, on the mm-hmm. actual desktop so
1: mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely a lot of content in there like i didn't mm-hmm. I didn't hold back in terms of writing detail in in my story and in the resources and stuff. I tried to keep the, you know, the information light and, and key to when I'm sharing other people's resources. But when it came to telling the steps that I took, I thought it's best to be thorough and clear exactly what I did or didn't do. Then just skim over it and have people still wondering because I, st- you know, even though there's that much information on there, I still get a lot of the same questions over and over in the forums and stuff. Like, you know, what exactly did you do at this point, and what exactly did you do at this point, and, and how did you find this, and how did you find that? So I think, even though it might take a little bit longer to read and all that kind of stuff, it's really important to um, to be thorough with those things. So yeah, it's you know, it's a bit text heavy, but then it's important stuff.
0: I agree. I mean, and you're answering the questions you had early on you know, exactly. for other people. Um, yeah. Something that I saw on your website that I would love to just uh, touch base on, I thought was mm. so fascinating. So I first came about TMS or learned about it, man, I think it was 2013 or mm-hmm. 15, yeah, at some point. And yet you had a whole page dedicated to the um, the hip, the hip flexor. Oh the yeah, SOAS, the, SOAS. the SOAS. Yeah. all the research I've done, I've never seen this correlation, and it is mind blowing. I love it. it. That's my favorite oh.
1: piece. Of the whole thing the SOAS is like my favorite subject.
0: <laughs> Thank I you for, would love love for re- <laughs> Yes, I would love for you to share. I mean, we can obviously direct people to read about it, but there's nothing that's better than hearing somebody's explanation yeah. or experience or you know knowledge of something. So if you I could sure share a little about sure.
1: that. Yeah I I was the same as as you like I had no idea this I mean, I'd heard of the psoas, like if you're in, into any sort of f- fitness or you're into any kind of, you know, mobility stuff, you would have heard this word psoas bush- bashed around, like it's, you know, it became a bit of a fashionable muscle for a little while, like, oh, you've got to release your psoas and all this kind of shit. Um, oh, wow, you hear so it in fitness would- all
0: the time, yeah, <laughs> you know, like- I came and from then, that, that background.
1: Exactly. So for, but for good reason, it is, it is one of the sort of most powerful muscles in your body in the sense that not only physically, it keeps you sort of standing upright it controls your your legs lifting up and down, your side mobility and all the rest of it. But also, like I'll tell you how it came about. I was um so part of my recovery journey, as I started to sort of find myself um having pain free days and knowing that there was this this was gonna be it for me, I was gonna recover and I could see the light at the end of the tunnel and I was like, oh my god, this is actually working and it's just gonna fix me. Um not that I was broken but it's gonna get me out of this shit. Um, I was like, I want to do, and this is something I've wanted to do forever. I want to do yoga teacher training. Um, and I thought I'll set myself this crazy goal because it sounds unachievable and you know, it'll give me something to look forward to and focus on and have this sort of out of mind, out of body sort of thought about it. it is crazy. So I thought, okay, I'll do, I'll set myself this goal. Anyway, long story short, I ended up doing the yoga teacher training this past, uh, March so um yeah so that was kind of a nice little icing on the cake of of recovery to be able to do that and fulfill that dream anyway i met this girl on the training she's a awesome awesome girl from uh, from sweden her name is Marty. and she's an acupuncturist and she um she i told her about my story as we got friendly on the course and i was like You know, I have this um, thing called TMS and blah, blah, blah. She understands my body connection, like, you know, in acupuncture and Chinese medicine and all that. It's all very similar sort of um, teachings and stuff. So she understood it fully and she did some needling on me and whatever. And anyway, one, one evening we were sitting, resting after class and she said, uh, show me exactly where, where your pain is like, where, where's this area in your back? So I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I know where it is. It's in my QLs. You know, it's, it's here when I lean over and deliver it. She was like, that's not your QL babe. And I was like, all right, whatever it is. She was like, no, no, no. That's the muscle of your soul. Mm, and I was like what (laughs) tell me more and by this point we'd already had loads of woo woo conversations I mean we're at yoga school you know it's it's going to happen so like I was well into it I was like oh yeah what is this yoga of the soul and my eyes just lit up you can imagine knowing that this (laughs) thing had like ruined my life for the last five years like oh my god what is this woman going to tell me now and I'd heard as well through class before that like you hold emotion in your hips and maybe if you do real hip opening exercises, you can get emotional and stuff like that. I've heard that Mm -hmm. before, but I didn't really understand the correlation. I thought, well, I actually thought it's probably a bit of bullshit. But I had experienced, you know, people releasing emotion um, after like, you know, trigger point massage and stuff like that. I knew that that was a thing anyway. So she says, yeah, yeah, the the muscle of the soul, basically your, your psoas muscle controls. um, And she said these magic words, your fight or flight response. And I was like, I'm sorry, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't really say much more about it. She was like, yeah, it's like, you know, well-known stuff in my circles. Like, yeah, basically that's one of the first places that you'll ever feel sort of, you know, onset of pain from stress is in your back for that very reason, because it connects the psoas starts at like if you put your hands on your back and you feel like where the bottom of your last rib is it starts there it's connected to your spine and it pours in sort of like a a diamond shape down your back so right in the area my my killer area was my killer area down through your back and then it goes kind of through the lower abs area and into your legs so it comes all the way through from the back to the front um and those muscles when you when you feel a threat or you know as there's a predator coming or whatever scenario that you would need to flee from or fight for those are the muscles that contract and get you ready to fight or run away so they're the Mm. first the first muscle group to to get that surge of you know the stress hormones or whatever's going on in your body they get the message from your brain first to go shit we've got to go we've got to be in action let's let's tense up, let's get ready to fight or run away. So reading this, I was just, my mind was completely blown. You can imagine this is like, and one of the biggest sort of light bulb moments of my life. I thought, my God, this explains so much. So not only did I now know why I had this chronically cranked up, uh, excruciatingly tight, uh, sore muscles in that exact area of my back but it also explained now why i couldn't really stand up straight when my back was spasming like that it wouldn't let me wouldn't let my body go into a straight line because when you're when your psoas muscles contracted it turns your body into like an l shape so it kind of like a seated position you're sort of hunched over right so you can't actually a lot of the time i couldn't stand up straight at all especially if i was getting up to walk somewhere i had to always be in that sort of seated position so um not only after finding this out and i wanted to put it on the website and uh and sort of let everybody else know about this information i did more research on the psoas muscle and it actually turns out that um it's your 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 diaphragm underneath your lungs is also connected to your fight or flight response, so that's also in turn like why you feel short of breath when you're um, under threat or stress. It, you know, it open it expands um, or contracts. I can't remember which way it is now. Um, to to give your lungs lots of air to get ready to run or fight, but then it contracts again you know, along with your psoas, so it's tightened up and, and whatever. So that's where you get, you get short of breath. You feel like your chest is, is you know, you get chest pain. So you think you're going to have a fucking heart attack? Your your mm. diaphragm is doing the same sort of thing as your psoas is. So it's just chronically tightened up and stressed out. So the more reading that I did said also that that can be, you know, not only affect then your back, your breathing, but also because it's like runs right the way through your hips um and round by your your digestive um organs your your reproductive organs it can create um chronic pelvic pain it can create or have you know have stuff to do with your digestive issues your um, constipation and even frequency in urination and stuff like that like all of those things are connected in that area like not only does that muscle run through but obviously the fascia that connects all of those things you know the, the the blood vessels the nerves all of that stuff in that same area coming out of the vagus nerve is all connected and that is like the powerhouse of your stress responses in that area so i was like oh my god god this stuff is like golden material how how did i not know this you know like especially knowing exactly where my pain was and the amount of pts that i'd been to see and the amount of chiropractors and the amount of physicians that i'd seen like surely someone knows this i didn't have to wait to go to yoga school and have this you know this young yogi uh, friend of mine tell me this thing well i guess it was the divine timing or whatever but amazing like I was my mind was just completely blown so I thought this you know people need to know this and back pain is is so common in TMS it's like the most common symptom that there is so yeah it it explained a lot so I thought and sometimes you know it's not it's not great to focus so much on symptoms and focus on where they are and make sure that you you know your mind isn't focused on that area or discussing your pain and all these symptoms and all that and I get that but for me like I'm a bit of a I guess academically minded person, science backed sort of person like I I believe in the in, in the TMS thing hundred percent, but also if I can just understand something a bit better, whether that's scientifically or, you know, however something's described, then I'd really like to know a bit more. It'll help put my mind at rest or help explain why things are, then, you know, that that really works for me.
0: And I think there's a lot of us who are that way. I know I am, and that's why it blew my mind because I love. I'm the same way. I geek out on the science and anatomy, and I love knowing why and connecting dots and seeing patterns. And that's why being in, you know, spending almost my entire adult life coaching and teaching fitness, and I mean, I was like the person who was known to be the like so good at the anatomy and you know understanding the connection of everything and movement. So that's why this was just a massive light bulb and under a deeper understanding what affirming what I already knew. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's like, Oh no shit.
1: Yeah. That's exactly what I felt.
0: This is it, it, you know? And, and what's funny is I've had TMS in some capacity, since I was a young child, but you know, Mm -hmm. like most of us know in this world that sometimes it's, it's knocking softly and sometimes it's intermittent. And eventually we get to this point where it's really loud. Mm, Exactly. And the first catalyst that was really loud for me, sure enough, was pain in my hip. Mm. And, um, yeah. So I just found that super interesting and, and, and coming from that fitness background, it makes sense why yeah. you get all of these clients who always have these chronic tight hips and no matter what releases we do and how much we trigger point them or roll mm-hmm. them out or massage them, they go right back to tight. And that's because yeah. we're still addressing it from a physiological standpoint.
1: That's right. Yeah. It's crazy. You know? Think a lot of the time, like once I was doing the yoga course. Obviously, we were working on specific muscle groups and anatomy and stuff like that. And now I'm working yoga into this TMS world as well to try and find my own sort of role and position in this in this community. I am working on, you know, focusing on settling muscle groups down and working on, you know, stretching stuff out and things like that. But in more of a sense of like getting back to trusting your body and getting back to comfortable movement and 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 that kind of stuff without fear rather than you know this is now going to stretch your psoas and your tms is going to go there's mm-hmm. not that's nothing to do with it whatsoever this is not a substitute for um you know the emotional work whatsoever so like you say if you you try and stretch something you try and roll something out you i had a massager that i used on my back so much that i had calluses on my back from this thing oh, wow. like uh, my psoas was like soft and hot or or cold and hard it was like (laughs) during the day it would either be excruciatingly painful or really hot On in the massager and under you know under this calloused mess so yeah the more the more you focus on an area physically um and I did the roller, I did all of that shit, the, the lacrosse ball and all that, like the, the more you, the more you stress it out, the worse it's going to be. Basically, mm-hmm. it might feel temporarily better with your heat pad and all that kind of stuff you put on it. It will relax the muscle. It'll feel great for a while, but you can guarantee by eight o'clock tonight, it's going to be painful again. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, <laughs> exactly. It's just, you can't just, um, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's great what you're doing, adding in the yoga, the stretching and all that lightly mm. as like an addition to, because it's mm. also, it can be very soothing and relaxing in its own that's way. That's the main
1: point. Yeah, that's the main you know? point. So the, the, the parts of yoga that mostly helped me were the, um, obviously getting back to some sort of physical movement without fear, um, based on Sano's sort of main teachings. But the main points of yoga that helped me were the nervous system settling elements, which is, and yoga is mind-body mastery basically it is the perfect thing to do when you're needing nervous systems settle down and you're needing gentle stuff and breathing and meditation so the the move the the three parts to yoga that i'm going to be focusing on which are just the three parts of yoga in general they're you know gentle movement um they are uh, meditation and breath work so Mm -hmm. those meditation breath work were really key for my recovery and uh, meditation is one of the biggest parts of journal speak um, as well that nicole teaches you know her own practice of writing but then followed up by meditation um, and self-soothing afterwards so for me knowing that yoga was my key to getting back to movement safely um and trusting in my body and being confident in my body again along with the meditation and breath work as well. Like it's the perfect combination for TMS recovery, no matter what symptom you have and no matter how, you know, how much ability you have or whether you used to be a triathlete or you used to, you know, you can't actually get about and you're in a wheelchair or you can't actually move, you're sitting down. I'm going to be able to offer something for everybody in this. It's about settling the nervous system and trusting your body and also just being in in presence of people that are on the in the same journey as you like i think that'll be really valuable for people to be able to experience as well rather than only sort of communicating on forums and things like that you know
0: oh absolutely absolutely mm. i 100% agree it's mm. beautiful
1: let's see where it goes hopefully it'll uh, it'll be helpful for people and keep me in trouble
0: <laughs> i think it already is <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> um, so i had a question um mm. In, in kind of just going back to your story and where you've been the last five years and what mm. you've learned, the lessons along the way, all this stuff, what would you say is the biggest gift that you got from your pain?
1: Wow. Uh, the biggest gift, I think, is it's taught me that I'm okay exactly how, as I am. Like It's taught me self-acceptance and um, Mm -hmm. radical self-compassion. I think that's probably the the biggest thing because that encompasses all areas of of this recovery for me. Um, I used to, you know, make everybody happy before I made myself happy, Um, put on a mask for every different person in my life or every different friend I had, not drastically, but enough that I was putting myself probably last making sure that everybody else was all right before I was never enough and you know, I'm not good enough or people will, won't like this or that all that kind of bullshit like that has drastically reduced now with this work and that is because of the pain like the pain has showed me who I really am as profound as that might sound like it's it's really crazy how much you know doing this work has just sh- literally shows you shows you who you really are and that that person and that that entity is is great like what you're trying to cover up anything for for that because you don't think people accept you or you don't think that that's good enough or whatever bullshit scenario that you have in your head like yeah i think that's probably the biggest thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, Beautiful. That yeah. I'm, I'm okay as i am you know like i accept yeah. that we are we are and we <laughs> all enough. deserve to learn <laughs> that about ourselves you know yeah. we're more than enough um. and we're all weird and cool in our own little strange ways and yeah I don't you know I don't battle against myself anymore like I used to think that oh my god I'm you know my anxiety and my this and my perfectionism everything was a bad trait like that's but I need to change that I should be this I shouldn't be that and now it's just like who fucking cares I am who I am and this is like it or leave it you know that is what it is
0: that's got to feel free
1: oh god yeah (laughs) massively and and like empowering as well because this like we said before this work is is all on your own shoulders you can learn from the experts and you can learn from other people like me that have been through it and stuff and yourself but at the end of the day all of this work is your responsibility to do and you have to look inside your own life and no one else can see that no one can really look inside you and go this is what you need to work on you have to go and look for that yourself and figure that out. So throughout that process, you'll find out things about yourself that you might not like, but then eventually you'll accept them and it doesn't matter. It just doesn't really matter.
0: I agree 100%. I always feel like this journey is about a self-love journey, you know, coming into self and just wanting to love and accept ourselves.
1: That's exactly what it is. Self-compassion and self-love in this journey is number one. And you don't really figure that out, I think, until much later because you're so bothered about pain and, pain and pain and pain and pain and pain and reducing my pain and settling my pain and the stress and the anxiety and blah, 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 blah. once that dials down then you're like oh i see and you need see something different when you look in the mirror and it's weird as well because other people have said to me like you look so different what have you done like what have you what's happened and i was like well i let my gray hair grow out for one because <laughs> i don't give a shit about that either anymore <laughs> but like yeah, so many people especially recently have just said oh my god you look so different like what's changed and i was like well i've ditched all of that shit out of my life that i was just constantly concerned about i guess it makes you look a bit more rested or, i don't know <laughs>
0: well i mean i think it probably changes your entire aura you know that's exactly
1: it i think it's that's you're absolutely right yeah it is that and i think now as well like when you when you do this work and you probably felt the same way that you actually sense other people's energy a lot better as well like i said this to um the ladies on that interview i did a few weeks ago like sometimes now when I meet people or I see people from a long time ago that I haven't seen for a while, like you can kind of see their trauma before you see who they really are. Like, Oh, I know why you're like that now. You know, or I know, like I can, I, I think I know why you're, you hide that. Or I think, you know, why you're anxious like that or something like that. You know, if you know enough about someone's past then you're kind of like, Oh yeah, I get that it makes sense now. I understand that. And it also makes you tolerant a bit more of people and their weird ways. If you Mm -hmm, understand them a little bit more and you can understand why, you know, you can see people like your own family is a good example through a different lens. Like I, I can understand and appreciate a little bit more now why that drives me crazy about you now, because you've been through X, Y and Z as well. Instead yeah. of just being really annoyed with them.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, totally. I mean, any any time that we're working on a journey of self compassion and self love, that that reflects outward. We mirror that into the world. So yeah. when I can have compassion towards myself, I can have it towards other people. Yes. And and even though I can have compassion or a level of love for them, it doesn't mean if they're toxic, I have to let them into my world.
1: Oh, million a million percent. You hit the nail on the head there. Definitely not. You can see and accept parts of them if you want to, but you can also set a great big fat boundary and go, no, I'm not having that anymore. Like, no, that doesn't fit with my new, that is not my energy. As someone said to me the other day, this is the perfect mantra now. This is not my energy. So yeah, you keep your own little energetic bubble boundary around you, don't you? Like, I've made this piece now. No one's gonna burst this. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This is so fun. Danny, I have one more question actually. And this is for the listeners. And Mm. based on everything that you've kind of gone through in your experience and your journey, if you could tell anyone out there who's, you know, stuck in their rut right now, who's in that hopeless place, who's where you were five years ago feeling mad at the pain and angry and frustrated yeah. and hopeless and not, you know, feeling, you know, the fears, what would you, what advice would you give? What message would you send?
1: I guess the biggest issue I had in those days, um, was lack of belief, I guess, and trust in the fact that this would work for me. Um, no matter what, um, you know, success stories I read and, and literature that I read, etc., like to just let your guard down, put your weapons down, believe that this will work, believe in the power that you have within yourself. And it's hard to say this to recommend someone because until you experience it, it's really hard to believe it, but just maybe borrow. And then uh, Nicole and Dan have said this a few times themselves, like borrow our belief for now, if you don't believe it, you know, mm-hmm. put your wall down and just try it, try this work for a while and just believe in your own ability and yourself enough to be able to do this work and you'll come through it. Like that, the belief thing and the trusting in yourself was uh, was a big thing. I just thought I was so used to like, you know, relying on doctors and relying on other people to fix me and relying on other people for support and relying on the, I never in a million years knew that I had the ability within me to do this. And also, Off the back of that as well a slightly separate thing but related like don't be afraid of looking at your past experiences and things that you think are your dark side or they're going to haunt you forever or you know actually experiencing your negative memories or experiences in your life just lets those feelings come to the surface and lets them go again they don't stick around they don't stay forever you know, those feet, the bad feelings in your life are just are meant to be experienced just as much as the good feelings in your life. And you can't just think positively and just focus on the good and just aim high and all that kind of self-motivational bullshit that you hear all the time. That's not reality. Like, if you can just open both doors of your house, open up the good door and open up the bad door and let it all just come and go, then that will change your life like that just being able to experience the the negative feelings and and not fear them and not think you're going to get stuck there is a big thing and and I think that's a big barrier for a lot of people than getting into some of these healing modalities and journal speak and stuff like that like I you know so many people that I recommended this to is like yeah fuck that I'm not journaling I'm not looking at my dark shit are you crazy like why would I want to do that well then stay as you are
0: (laughs) yeah but it's- you want to do it because it actually yeah. leads to compassion. I mean, that's my experience is yeah. I have all these emotions come up and then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to hold that little girl inside of me and say, yeah. I'm sorry that I never I never acknowledged this. Yeah. I'm sorry exactly. I never acknowledged your pain, you know? And, and yeah. you realize she just, need, she just needed a voice.
1: Yeah, she just needed you know? a voice. And, and it's such a beautiful thing to think as well now that I love this visual that you're – you know you're now at whatever age you're at when you find this work and you you start this sort of healing journey that you come back to yourself to save yourself like that little person's been waiting there for you for so long Mm -hmm. voiceless like you say and you've just come back and you know reached out your arms and gone I'm here now and it's all right we're gonna be all right and that is Mm -hmm. you know it's a really beautiful image and it still kind of chokes me up to think about it but it's so true like you're you're literally coming back from the future to save yourself it's amazing mm-hmm. so powerful
0: yeah <laughs> I know it just makes me like tingle inside just thinking yeah. about it right Ugh. and I just want it for everyone everyone, everyone yeah. in the
1: world. you know it's so it's such important work and isn't it it's kind of like how does not not everybody already know about this and have this Know that they can heal so much of their the shit in their lives, whether they have pain or not. You know, I think everyone experiences TMS in one way or another, whether they have pain or not. They have, you know, anxiety. They have buried traumas. They have buried experiences, buried emotions that just need to be felt. And that's really how simple it is: is just don't be afraid of your your shadow side or however you want to call it. You know, it's it's not Mm -hmm. to be turned away from. It's like just let that in and befriend it. it. your life will be so much better.
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom, your story, just for being vulnerable and yeah, for making a difference. And it's yeah, a, it's my an pleasure. Message.
1: It's so important. Um,
0: yeah, it is. I think it's the most important message that people can hear right now
1: well absolutely if if we can just touch a few lives with this then it'll be so worth it because they might tell another you know 100 people or whatever and exponentially it'll it'll grow further so yeah as many people that can get this message the better even if they don't necessarily believe it you plant a seed in someone's head and then if when they need it and they're ready then they'll they'll act on it hopefully
0: yeah Absolutely. So Danny, where can people find you? I know we already um, talked about your website, yeah, but where so, else can they find you? Where are you at? Where are you
1: hanging out these days? I, I'm i on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. Um, the links to those are in the top part of my website. So, or you can just go, you can just search my TMS journey on Instagram and Facebook. I think it's my TMS underscore journey on Instagram and just my TMS journey on Facebook. Um, Yeah, and then obviously my my personal profiles are both Danny Fagan on Instagram and Danny Fagan on Facebook as well. So you can find me there. I'm on LinkedIn and shit like that as well. If there's anybody that's like super fancy that wants to get (laughs) link up with me on LinkedIn, then yeah, fair enough. If anyone wants to give me any design work, that's great too.
0: (laughs) There you go. Um, So what are you what are you up to these days? Mostly just trying to get this um, balance of the yoga and the mind body, or
1: exactly so now i've um i've literally this week just been working on some video content i've got some new gear lights cameras and stuff like that so i'm going to be offering um some live yoga classes i'm just figuring out the best sort of time of the days and and group sizes and stuff to do to be able to launch the that program for people to enroll into so at the moment it's looking like it's going to be um a couple of classes a week depending on how many how much interest there is um on live stream um which will be a combination as i said of yoga breathwork and meditation and then towards the end of those classes there's going to be like a a little sort of live circle where we can all chat together people can post questions and all that kind of stuff so that'll be a nice little ending to those uh those classes and then i'm going to launch um some bundle classes or maybe even a course like an online course like a you know four week five week course for people to to join into and stuff like that so that's just i'm tying up the last details of that now so there'll be information on that coming soon but i'm posting out some mini videos and mini stretching routines and stuff on my instagram at the moment so if you want to take a look at those and just follow me on insta and you can start that now
0: yes absolutely and I, I highly encourage everyone to do that she has awesome like tips and tricks and videos and just mm. she just gives out a lot of information that i feel so valuable so definitely look her up i'll put the um links in the show notes and great yeah all right well i just wanted to say thank you one more time and you, i look forward you're
1: to welcome Yeah, it's been such a great uh, chat with you. Thank you for inviting me on. It was really nice to talk to you.
0: Absolutely. Enjoy your day.
1: Thank you, Love.
0: All right, self healers. That's a wrap. Another awesome chat with another awesome person in the books. Wow, I feel so blessed. It's awesome that all I get to do is interview these amazing people, learn so much, and then share it with all of you. I hope you found value and inspiration from Danny today. I know I did. And if you feel this message resonated with you, once again, please rate and review. And while you're at it, share it with a friend so that we can get the word out and empower each other in a time where we need it now more than ever. Look to the show notes for more information on Danny, her yoga class, and her epic, super-duper helpful website. Lastly, just a reminder to practice the five minutes of compassionate, heart-centered breathing each day. See what happens. And until next time, smile and make this week great. I'm your host, Chasmine.